This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 193. Hey guys, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 193 of the show. I am your host, Bruce Irving, here with you for another great episode. I am joined by Shardell of Red Sauce Pizza. Now, she's only been open for a couple years, but she's worked for a lot of different pizzerias in her career, and we talk a little bit on this episode of what it's like to get started relatively recently with her pizzeria and how she's done that. You know, the mistakes that she's made, the good, the bad, uh, what she wished she would have done differently because I think that's important for you if you're listening to the show. Even if you've opened a place uh, and you've been operating for a long time, maybe you're looking to open another one and you always want to hear from operators who uh, have made mistakes because you can learn from those mistakes, they learn from those mistakes, and sometimes the only way you move forward is by making mistakes and learning from those So you don't do them a second time. So we're going to talk a lot about what she's doing now and what she sees coming in the future. So I think you'll enjoy this episode. Even if you've been in the, in the restaurant industry for a long time, you're still going to learn something about the restaurant business that you can take away from this episode and go implement in your business. Before I get into the podcast episode, only two seconds away, I want to say thanks to our sponsor for this episode of the show, Susan from our town, America. If you're looking for some new movers to move into your area, Definitely contact Susan. She can help you locate new people who have moved into your area. She helps you come up with a package to deliver to those new people because they don't know anything about your area. They're going to come into your restaurant. They're going to use the the package that Susan helps you create with your branding on there. They're going to love your restaurant, and they're going to find a new place to go to dinner or whatever business you have, actually, if you're listening to this and you're a local business. She works with all kinds. Uh, And then what she's going to help you do is she's going to help you follow up with them to make sure that they are a guaranteed new customer of yours. And with their proprietary system, it's not sent to people who move from house to house. It's people who have moved from a different area into your area. And it's relatively inexpensive. I think we talked with Susan. It's about a dollar per new customer that comes into your restaurant. So it's relatively affordable. Zip code exclusive, just like the SPM marketing. So go contact Susan at Our Town America, Susan at OurTown.net, or you can go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Our Town to get some more information on that. Uh, If you need some information about what we do, get a lot of questions about that. Hey, what do you guys do actually? We do marketing. We do marketing for restaurants and pizzerias. Uh, We do digital marketing, Google ads, Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, email marketing, website design, all of that stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you don't have time to do it yourself and you need some help, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. See if your zip code is available. Start a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Maybe we can work together in your zip code and build your business up digitally to get you some new customers. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. We'll see you on the other side of the podcast. Let's get into this episode number 100. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I am excited for my guest today. Her name is Shar. She's from Red Sauce Pizza Company in Portland, Oregon. We're going to talk pizza, business, how she got started, all that good stuff that goes along with the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. So, Shar, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me. So we talked a little bit before the show started about the unique stories of how people get into the pizza industry. So we'd love to hear yours and share it with the audience. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. Um, well, I got started. My first job was making pizza. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, once in the pizza business, you always go on to the next pizzeria. Uh, I kind of fumbled around in a bunch of different restaurants. Uh, I worked at uh, Pizza Shoals um, starting in 2009 and worked my way up to manage that place for four and a half years. Um, and then I just, I went, I went uh, to work uh, as a butcher 
for two years. And then I decided I wanted to open up my own restaurant because I wanted to be my own boss. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, then I just kind of uh, looked around for a location. Um, I found a existing pizzeria that wasn't for sale. And I approached them in a very respectable manner if they were interested in selling. And it took uh, six months of convincing, but it, it, it worked. And I cleaned this one up and changed the recipes and opened up. That's, and a, that's it. That's <laughs> awesome. So why the, why the, so you found this particular location. Why were you, why did you want this one so bad that you'd wait so long or keep going back to them? Um, well, location is important. I don't think it's everything, but, um, I, I, it was in my neighborhood, number one, which I'm very passionate about. Um, and it just, it was apparent that they, they kind of lost their mojo and they didn't care. And I think I was just determined that I could make it great. And I guess I just thought it was the perfect spot for me. So that's interesting. Now, when you were, when you were, when you said you started in the pizza business, did you just like work in how, what kind of employee were you? Were you like passionate about the pizza business or was it just a job to you in the beginning? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, in the beginning, uh, I guess it wasn't my first job. It was my second job, but, um, I've always liked food from a very, very young age. Um, and I always remember pizza being very special to me, like, you know, every Friday I would get pizza with my best friend and we would watch the, bla you know, like basketball. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I want a pizza job. It was just kind of like one of my buddies had a job at a pizzeria and they were like, oh, I can get you a job. And I was like, great, because I hate working at, you know, I was working at Burgerville at the time. <laughs> and uh, I remember I didn't want to work there anymore. So I thought pizza would be really cool. Now, did you start as a pizza maker? Uh, yes. And you were a pizza maker slash delivery driver. Ah, so you did a little bit of both. Yeah, I did. I did quite a bit of delivery driving. I probably was a delivery driver for a good five, six years. Wow. Um, but again, you would you would make the pizza and be the delivery driver, you know, kind of cross positions there. So I remember my first pizza job. Well, I don't know if I remember my first one, but I was always I worked in a couple different restaurants when I was really young. I think I was like a busboy or something. And. I was always fascinated by the pizza makers. I always felt like that was the coolest job. So I always wanted to do that. Yeah. Well, and I remember too, as uh, I was the pizza maker, but I wasn't on the ovens for quite a while. That was a definite earned position. And I remember if you, if you, you could do the ovens on a Friday night, you got a $15 bonus. And um, that I, oh, I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta be able to do that because I wanted that extra $15. I'm a Capricorn, so I'm very motivated by money. <laughs> and it, I was just like, I gotta learn how to do this. And I did. And it's like my, my favorite position in the kitchen is to run the ovens. It's but just, it's fun. Does that happen in your restaurant now? Uh, no, maybe I should do that. <laughs> give them a $15 bonus. But uh, if they can run the ovens on a Friday night, they definitely will make like a buck more an hour for sure. Good. So they get something out of it, right? Yeah. Cause it's a hard position. Now what describes someone that runs the ovens? Like why, what makes that a harder position? Um, well, they're also expo they're ex expoing the pies. So they got to make sure they finish them all right. They got to call out your ticket number. They got to make sure that they're made right. 
before they go in the oven. And particularly if you're working with a wood-fired oven or an electric oven that has a high temperature, um, you you have to know when to turn the pies because um, you're just going to start burning pizzas or they're going to be too blonde. And either one of those, is, yeah, I, I'd say being burnt is probably worse than being too blonde, but that's a matter of opinion. Um, yeah, it's just it's a difficult position because you're you're the quarterback of the team. I yeah, guess, to use a football analogy. Yeah, we used to call it like the last line of defense, right? Like if you didn't catch that, it's yeah. out and the customer's going to find it and we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So describe your pizza for anybody listening. Uh, we do kind of an East Coast meets like a Neapolitan. Um, it kind of has the crumb structure of like a ciabatta, nice and, and crunchy on the outside, chewy in the middle with a lot of crumb structure. Um, it takes about two days to make. We use a pouliche, which is a, a pre-ferment using uh, commercial yeast. And um, we blend two different types of flour. We use a little bit of whole wheat in our flour um, to give it um, more of a digestive um, and just a little bit more flavor. And yeah. Now, was, um, was that the recipe that was was there when you started or was that one you brought in? That's one I brought in. No, they the pizzeria before me did kind of like a sheeter style dough. Um, and back in the day when they first opened, it was dynamite. But then it kind of switched hands several times and went downhill. But um, yeah, it was like that, you know, um, more of like a cracker thin crust uh, with like a paste sauce kind of deal. Okay. Now, did you keep the same name or did you totally change everything? Uh, I changed everything except. I found the original owner's sign in the garage, um, which was just the word pizza upside down. Um, And he hung it upside down. Right. That was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He made a giant sign that just says a zip pizza backwards. And that was his marketing scheme. It was called Bob's Pizza, opened in 1971. And it was, I mean, if you can imagine kind of that in 1971 was probably like, whoa, right. this is awesome. what's this about? Like, you know, uh, so we found the sign in the garage, they had taken it down and I was like, oh, we got to put this back up to let the neighborhood know that good pizza is back. That's cool. So- yeah. But funny enough is I, I still get people leaving me notes that my sign is upside down. Like I, you know had one too many when i put it up or <laughs> like, like who 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 would leave a note that says hey did you know your signs upside down like how would i not notice that uh you'd be surprised i've had a couple reviews about it i've had no at least three notes left in the door and i just thought it was funny like how would they think <laughs> that you didn't do that on purpose <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's like people yeah. are passionate about weird stuff these days <laughs> it's like if you spell like it's like with those People, if you spell one word wrong on, like, you know, Facebook or your Instagram post, they're all over you. <laughs> yeah. It's the same people, I Yeah, think. I do that a lot, too. <laughs> it's probably the same people. Yeah. I don't like those people. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. So how long have you been open for, and how's business going? Uh, let's see. We opened in 2016. So this is year, we're coming up on year three. Um, business is great. We started out like only being open up five days a week from four thirty to nine thirty, and now we're open up seven days a week. 
um, yeah, it just seems like we just keep getting busier and busier. This is a growing neighborhood. Um, you know, pizza's, pizza's an easy sell, in my opinion. Um, it's kind of like the perfect food to sell because you have a really low food cost. And, you know, if you do it right, it's got a good overhead. And, uh, yeah. And everybody likes um, pizza. Like, if you don't like pizza, yeah, I'm going to kind of stay away from you. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to have any friends that don't like pizza. Because right, um, there's got to be something going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's an allergy thing. I can understand that. But, but even that, nowadays, know. like, there's so many different gluten-free pizzas or, like, cauliflower oh, yeah. crusts or so many different. Like, my, oh, yeah. I, my, my whole house, my, my kids are full of allergies, and they still somehow find a way to eat some kind of pizza. Absolutely. Throw some pepperoni on it, and you're good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so what's been the biggest surprise for you? So you've been open for almost three years. Are you going on your third year now? Has it gone as expected? Or what's been the biggest challenge for you going from, you know, someone who's worked in the pizza industry to owning your own? Um, you know, I'd say employees and finding people, you know, I the employees are the best and kind of the worst thing yeah. <laughs> about a restaurant. Um you know, I have some really great employees and I've definitely gone through a couple employees. And I think that first year is really difficult to, you know, create boundaries and, um, treat, you know, it's not hard to treat people well, but it's, you want to compensate people, but you don't want to overcompensate them. And, and it's hard to, it's just a learning process. Um, but I'd say that and just, uh, a real learning curve for me was just um, probably the bookkeeping end. That's my weakness. And I think um, it's just something that, you know, is not really taught in like business classes yeah, and stuff like that. But I've definitely learned a lot. I mean, my first year, it's all about learning from your mistakes, I think. Yes, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Now, was there some things that you wish you would have learned and maybe it was a costly mistake. Like what, what were some of the mistakes that you made, which is it, was it just hiring people or hiring the wrong people or. Um, yeah, I think, I think in the beginning I, uh, I did hire a couple of the wrong people and I also didn't start out with the right bookkeeper and I had to like redo a whole year of books, um, which was pretty costly, but then it ended up saving me money because I redid my books the proper way. Right. Um, but, you know, you can't expect going into business to know everything. You know, I can't know every law and, and everything. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, you want to always give people the benefit of the doubt. And every time I hire, I try to wipe the slate clean. Um, but that's just a part of life. Employees come and they go. And I hope that when they're here, uh, they like it and, you know, leave on good terms. I think that's important. Yeah, I agree with you there. What are some of the things that you do marketing wise? Like how do you get the, the name out there to the, the community? Um, you know, I don't do, I, I think as far as marketing goes, I use Instagram. Social media is awesome because it's usually free unless you want to, you know, be in a feed more, which I've totally done. And I think that that helps yep. a little bit. 
Um, especially if like you're doing an event or stuff like that, you know, you want to post more so people are more engaged. Um, I don't do any other advertising other than like Instagram or Facebook. Um, I, it's not to say that I wouldn't, I just, I don't believe in coupons or, you know, I, I, I hate coupons. I'll say that. I don't like coupons <laughs> or any of that stuff. I think everybody listening I think with it's, you. <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't work, um, and I my, I use a really good product. We use really good ingredients, and I feel like you get a good bang for your buck. Um, but yeah, I think just uh, well, we try to be involved in the community. I think that's kind of a form of advertising, um, and we try to do like uh, you know special events. You know, we'll do like a happy hour all night long on like a patio party. Um, We'll get like a DJ sometimes. Um, we'll do a lot of public events, which I think is great advertising. Um, stuff like that. Do you have a mobile oven? Uh, yes. Oh, you do. So, how are you? Uh, do you? Is that something that you take to events, or is it something that is in a specific spot? Uh, no, they're totally portable. We can take them anywhere. We did. We've done like a Portland Night Market, which is pretty big here. Um, we've done weddings. Uh, we did <laughs> the last event that we did was kind of interesting. We did a women's arm wrestling event, and it was <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was awesome. It sounds like fun. Yeah, it was for charity. It was very cool. <laughs> did you start with the mobile oven, or did you start with the? Did you get the mobile oven after the brick and mortar? Uh, I got it after the brick and mortar. And what made you decide to get a mobile oven? When you already have a brick and mortar? Um, I wanted to see if I wanted to get into catering. Yeah. Um, I think what happened is someone asked us if we do their wedding, and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, okay. I can make this much money doing this for this amount of time? Okay, uh, let's try it out. And um, events are, you know... I weddings and events and stuff like that they'll they'll go really good and then some won't go good you know it's just just how it is sometimes what happens to the ones that don't go good like it's just the product doesn't come out good or the weather's bad or something like that um it could be the weather it could just be an event that wasn't organized very well that you decided to participate in yeah um i've had like two of those you know that kind of stuff's out of your control um yeah, just just basically when when you work in, um, you know, you work as a team, but you're not used to working with these people. It's very hard collaboratively to do an event than it is by yourself. Right. Because a lot of things are out of your control. But yeah, just a couple events that weren't very busy. Maybe they were brand new and stuff like that. So it's hard to gauge like if they're going to be able to run a successful event if they know how to market the event to actually get people to come to it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I started doing like a minimum and stuff like that. Um, but you don't know it until you actually do it or ask friends who have done it and stuff like that. So um, even the ones that I've done that have failed miserably, uh, we did. So we, we did do this Portland night market and it was so crazy busy. I was just like, holy crap, this is almost too busy. And then I tried this Vancouver night market. I don't Portland and Vancouver, are, you know, just across the bridge from each other. And, um, what we did was we par baked all these pizzas for this Vancouver market thinking, Oh, we're going to sell all these 
and we were dead. We had like 20 pizzas left over, you know, that we were going to sell as slices. Wow. But we took those pizzas and drove down under the bridge and like fed the homeless. And it was so cool and re- not cool. It was rewarding. And I was just like, this was way better than doing any busy event. And it turned out to be like a blessing in disguise. That's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah, it was really cool. I was blown away. I like one of these homeless, this homeless guy came up to me and he was just like, why do you, why do you care to give us pizza? And I was like, you know, everybody deserves pizza. (laughs) And they were just so stoked. They were so happy. It was awesome. That's awesome. So let me ask you a question because I have a lot of people who listen to this podcast and either have a mobile oven or maybe they have a brick and mortar and they want to get a mobile oven. Do you prefer one over the other or is it all unequal? Um, well, I'll tell you what I have and what I want. Um, I, I have, uh, I have like a two double stack little, um, Baker's pride electric ovens. Uh, one's like from the seventies. It's really old and it's like white paint. It's kind of cool. I'll have to send you a picture. I've never seen an, a little mini oven this old before, but um, they were great and they're super portable. They're, it takes two people to lift them, but they're not like super duper heavy. Um, and you could like, I mean, you can bang out a lot of like pre like slices in these. Yeah. You don't want to bake, bake off the pizzas. So in, in those ovens, you would still need to like par bake your pizzas somewhere else, which is kind of a pain. But, um, I really want to get a wood fired oven because then I can just make the pizzas on site and they can cook a lot hotter and faster. And, you know, they kind of, a wood, a wood fired oven looks nicer in a public event. So do you like the, do you like the mobile part of it more or do you like the brick and mortar more? Uh, the brick and mortar way more. (laughs) Yeah. Is it just easier and more consistent? Um, yeah, I'm in my comfort zone, you know, um, events, there's always something thrown your way. Um, you know, there is in your restaurant too. Something always breaks, but you know, you've got your station, you've got your regulars coming in and I love that. Um, and then you, you know, you've got all your, your coworkers around you. Yeah, so, I, I just prefer a brick and mortar. Yeah. It's a more controlled environment for you. Absolutely. At least as much as it can be controlled as the business owner. <laughs> yeah. So last question, your recipes, your pizzas look great on Instagram. Where do you come up with all your recipes or your toppings for pizza? Like what, who creates all of those? Um, I started out creating the dough. I was baking in my house for about two years and I was baking calzones in my home oven. And I just kind of, um, would trial and error. Um, and our, the recipe in our dough has changed over the course of three years. Like, the flour that we use now is completely different than what we started with. Um, I think just that's normal for, you know, you're always going to do adjustments according, according to, you know, the weather, the environment, you know, what mother nature tells you to do. Right. (laughs) Um, but funny enough, the, the menu, I just, I, I wrote like the night before we opened and I didn't even really like it that much. I was just so tired and, like kind of out of it i was just like we got to get open and it's it's tweaked a little bit but i just kind of i really like old school classic combos um like pepperoni and pineapple always um and 
then uh, my kitchen manager kind of makes up specials according to like what's in season. So it's kind of like we've got the really classic toppings and then we've got like a nice, you know, fresh local farm pizza, which is kind of cool. And now does your menu change or is it just kind of similar all year round? Uh, it's the same except like the salads will change for seasons and then the special will change. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I love mixing it up a little bit. You know, sometimes the well, pizzerias yeah, always have the same yeah. menu and it gets a little boring. Well, we got a lot of good farmers out here. There's a farmer's market next door that goes on every Thursday during the summer. And the, uh, starting next week is my favorite special all time. It's local peaches, goat cheese, and jalapenos on like a white pie with like a pecorino, grana, and aged mozzarella. Huh. And it's so good. It's so good. It's like something I would never order. I would never probably, I would never order anything without tomato sauce for stuff. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm such a, I'm kind of boring when it comes to pizza. I'm kind of with you. Cause when I go to a new place, I always, someone always asks me, cause if they come to Boston and like, Oh, you got to go for pizza, right? You do a pizza show. I'm like, yeah. What are you going to get here? And I'm like, you know what? You have to try the cheese. You have to, if someone can't make a basic yeah, yeah. cheese pizza, then I'm not trying anything else. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love that, yeah. Um, so what's the future hold for you? Where, where do you see Red Sauce Pizza going in the next couple of years? Uh, well, next year we're going to open up a pizzeria in Vancouver, Washington, across the river. Um, it's going to be smaller, and it's just going to be like takeout, slices, and delivery. So you're going to have two two locations? Yeah, that's the plan. That's awesome. So where can people go? Yeah. Where, I appreciate you taking the time joining us. And where can people go check you out? If they want to follow what you're doing or go say hi on Instagram, where can they go find you there? Yeah, Instagram. It's uh, redsaucepizza.com. And I think that's the same on Facebook. Or our website is www.redsaucepizza.com. Cool. Shara, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. All right. Thanks for having me. It was, it was a pleasure. All right, I just want to say thanks to Shardell for joining us on the show. Thank you for all of our guests, past and future guests coming up. We have a lot of great episodes coming up in the future for you. If you have a guest that you would like us to interview or if yourself think you'd be a good fit for the show, shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. I always love to hear your stories and share your stories about the industry because the one thing that I've learned after all of these interviews, and we've done almost 300 now between the podcast here and our live shows over on Facebook is that, you know, when you think somebody has it all together, they're going through the same thing that you're going through. We're all in this business together. We're all going through the same things. Uh, and, the, and the people who figure it out never really figure it out. We always have these obstacles that come up and these things that we have to deal with in our business. So you're not doing this alone. You're not somebody, if you're in your business now and you feel like you're struggling or you can't figure anything out, we're all in that category. You know, we just have maybe have more things to figure out than you do, but we're all trying to figure out this business and, and see how we hire better people and train them and grow our business using marketing. So don't feel like you're alone in this. If you have a question, shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. I'd love to help you out. If you need some help with your marketing, don't forget to go over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. And if you are a hands-on type of person, maybe your business isn't big enough for us to help you with your marketing but you really want to figure out what's working, check out our mastermind group. It's a, it's, a, it's a great place for you to get some help on a monthly basis. Join other people inside of the community in our Facebook groups and in our website. 
Uh, get on these monthly uh, calls that we have, marketing calls. We can answer your questions. You can be joined by other entrepreneurs and other business owners in your space so you can communicate with them and realize that you are not alone. We're all doing this and we're all in it together. Go check that out, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. Uh, you just get everything over at smartpizzamarketing.com. If you're on Instagram, follow me there. I am at smartpizzamarketing. Don't forget, we're going to start doing our live shows again over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash smartpizzamarketing. Uh, we also do webinars too. So if you want to get on our next webinar, I think we did something on our Facebook page, but definitely scroll over there and make sure that you like our Facebook page because that's where we uh, put all the links to our future webinars so we can teach you what's going on marketing-wise because it changes so quickly. So guys, have a great week. We'll see you on the next episode. See ya.